I welcome you back. We're going to cover chapter two in the Gospel of John, and we're receiving living words from the Gospel of John. And I would like to uh, share my screen and show you a, a few things about John. And So one of the things we can do with these sort is drag our boxes to make them bigger, larger. So in this bottom box on the bottom right corner, I have a chart on the Gospel of John, which has I've copied out of our book, uh, Through the Through the Bible. So we do have a book called Through the Bible, where we ch we've charted all 66 books of the Bible. You're welcome to purchase that book if you'd like. It's on our cwgministries.org website. You can look under products for Through the Bible. So here's the chart on the Gospel of John. And just to clarify, in chapter one, we covered so far in chapter one was the prologue, starting with uh, Jesus when he was a co-creator with God as, as the universe was created and up through 30 years, the first 30 years of his life. Now you'll notice the next three chapters, chapters two, three, and four, is his first year of ministry, year of obscurity. So this is year 31 of his life. And then the next three chapters are going to be his year of popularity, second year of his ministry. And then the next five chapters are going to be his year of opposition. So you see that uh, as his ministry goes on, John spends more time talking about what's going on in his ministry. Then look what happens the last night of his life before his crucifixion. <clears throat> There is seven chapters on just one single night, which lets you know in John's mind what happened this one night is by far the most important thing that happened in the full 33 years that Jesus was alive here on this planet. And then the last four chapters of the book is approximately one week after his death and resurrection as he appeared to different groups of people. John spends uh, three chapters the last three chapters of the book describing that one week. So I like these charts because they give me a pictorial overview showing me the, the emphasis that the author has placed on different periods uh, of the person's life. So we're gonna draw these, redraw these boxes. It's very easy to make boxes bigger or smaller. And we're gonna go to John chapter two. We're gonna read, our, read through those 25 verses. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does that have to do with us? My hour has not yet come. Jesus was very conscious of timing in his life, and and he hadn't started doing any public miracles yet. And um, <clears throat> it was, he was being pushed a little bit by his mother to, to do his first public miracle now. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were six water pots there for the Jewish, Jewish custom of purification, containing 20 or 30 gallons each. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And so they filled them to the brim. And he said, draw out some and take it to the head waiter 
so they took it to him. When the head waiter tasted the water, which had become wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the head water called the bridegroom. <laughs> he said unto him, Every man serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then he serves the poorer wine, but you have kept the good wine until now. This is the beginning of his signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum and his mother and his brothers and his disciples, and they stayed there a few days. Jesus cleanses the temple. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went to Jerusalem. And he found the temple and those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers seated at their tables. And he made a scourge of cords and drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and he overturned their tables. And to those who were selling doves, he said, Take these things away. Stop making my father's house a place of business. And his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign do you want to show us? As your authority for doing these things. And Jesus said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. <clears throat> The Jews said to him, it took 46 years to build this temple, and you're going to raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. So when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he said this, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had spoken. Final few, three verses, Jesus knows what's in man. So when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed on his name, observing the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, for his part, was not entrusting himself to them, for he knew all men. And because he did not need anyone to testify concerning man, for he himself knew what was in man. All right, so I did journal about these verses, and I, I'm going to share with you my journaling, which I have gone ahead and pasted here under the topic notes in my eSword. You can fill, you can use these sections. Uh, normally, I don't use these bottom sections in eSword because I just copy and paste stuff out to Microsoft Word, and I'm most comfortable working with Microsoft Word because I work with it all all day long. But but you're surely welcome to use, uh, you have a journal notes down here, you have a study notes, you have a topic notes. So I've pasted some of my stuff, uh, my journaling into the topic notes. And um, let me see if I can. All right, here we are. Journaling from John chapter 2, verses 1 through 25. And you can use these journaling questions uh, and ask the Lord what he wants to say to you using the same questions, or you can use some different questions. But these are some of the questions I've asked the Lord, and you're surely welcome to ask the Lord the same questions 
and see what answer he gives to you. So Lord, I draw to your, into your gates with thanksgiving in my heart and I come into your courts with praise. Lord, what do you want to speak to me concerning operating in signs which give you glory? Miracles are signs which glorify God and cause people to believe. Some believe deeply in their hearts and some are much more wishy-washy in fashion. However, expect signs. Pray for miracles and watch and see what I do. Second question I ask the Lord. <clears throat> Lord, what would you speak to me from John chapter one, two verses one through 25? Mark, there is a timing for the revelation of all things. You are to be aware of my timing and not reveal things until the time that I ordain. Revealing things too soon causes problems. So listen to my spirit before you reveal anything. The guiding principle is to review that which people can handle. Retain, retain the rest for another time. A quote that you have used for years is true. A leader is one step ahead of those he is speaking to, and a martyr is 10 steps ahead. <laughs> so be a leader, not a martyr. <laughs> the first few years of my Christian life, I didn't understand that principle, and I would share everything I knew with anyone I was with. And when it was too far beyond where they were at, they would just react and want to fight with me. And so the Lord said, Mark, you don't have to share everything you know with everyone. Just wait. And let me tell you what, what people can handle and just share that. So another question that I asked the Lord from John chapter two, Lord, why did you speak with such obscure language to the Pharisees? Was it so that only those with true hearts would hear and understand and receive? Mark, this is exactly the reason. It has been said in my word that it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search out a matter. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 2. When I speak in parables or imagery, my words are clouded and coded. The one with a hungry heart and a true heart will seek out the deep meaning of what I've spoken, and my Father will reveal truth to them. Others will laugh, scoff, or disbelieve. And thus the wheat and the tares will become evident as that which the heart of man will be brought to the surface. For your words, by your words you'll be justified, by your words you'll be condemned. Matthew 12, verse 37. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Listen carefully to what is being spoken. Search deeply for my revelation and then speak. Blessed are those who are quick to hear and slow to speak, James 1.19. So those are three questions. Let me just go back and review those three questions. And, and, and these questions with all my journaling, we're making available as a file, which you can just access and download. So you'll have your, your own access to them. But let me just repeat the three questions now so you can record them and then ask the Lord with these same questions if you'd like to. Lord, what do you want to speak to me 
about operating in signs which give you glory. Because I believe we all can operate in signs, pray for miracles, see miracles, and glorify God through those miracles. So, Lord, what would you speak to me concerning operating in signs which give you glory? And then the second question is just a very general question. Lord, what do you want to speak to me from John chapter 2? All right, just anything he wants to say is good. And the third question, Lord, why did you speak with such obscure language to the Pharisees? Because, <laughs> boy, it was definitely hidden all the way through, very, very hidden. And um, so, why, Lord, why are you not crystal clear? And uh, you may want to ask that question because there's a lot of places in the Gospel of John where the language is very, very obscure. And see what the Lord has to say to you about that. <clears throat> and of course, the four keys to hearing God's voice. So you can do your own journaling. You just quiet yourself down. Get your Jesus there with you. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Ask him the question. You can fix your eyes on Jesus. Tune to flow and write from flow. And then you can take and submit what you've got to your two or three spiritual advisors. Okay. So that's John chapter two, living, living words from Jesus through John chapter two. So I encourage you to do your own journaling <laughs> and uh, come on back and uh, we will get into John chapter three in a little while. God bless. This is Mark Berkler signing off.